Hello, this is episode 255 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Nisha Riley. So this is from one extreme to the other. The last podcast, I have spent months thinking about it and forming the notes on. And I quite often do that deliberately with the bigger topics. Whereas this is based on a lot of my personal experiences of holding my own soul tribe recently. And I wrote a really personal piece of writing last week um, on the spin to the stars, which less than a handful of people have, have read, have had access to. And so this is very much what I'm, I'm navigating at the moment. And it's this idea that you're not ahead, that you're flaring to nurture. I hate a lot of the language around the concepts of the enlightenment and the awakening and the feminine. There's always this sense, you know, that the feminine is ahead and that they're somehow, you know, dragging the masculine out of the depths of the darkness into, you know, the light and reality. We always have this sense in humanity, no matter what conversation we're having. And I suppose feminism will always be the first equality that we recognize that we start to talk about or the first inequality and then we will get on to other conversations about racism or about homophobia and pride and each campaign seems to borrow from the one before but ultimately we will always try to see one set of people beyond another one set of people on a pedestal and the other not. One person ahead and the other behind. And a lot of what I've been navigating with those close to me over the last few months in particular is about showing people that you have to heal yourself. And in healing your wounds, and quite often in a mirror, that only then can you come into your own power, which is not a word I like very often, but it's, but it's the best of yourself. Only then when you've come into the best of yourself and you feel whole, can you then guide others. And I guess many, many times that I help people to navigate whatever it is in their, their lives that they're navigating, they will turn around and say, oh, but how do you have this knowledge? And I often end up relating to dead people who I see who have the wisdom, and Octavia Butler is the, the latest find for me. And I haven't known very many people who work from the same place. And so I get really excited when I, when I think that they're out there and really wish to know them. Because it is, it's, it's, it's not a place that you're beyond. It's just a place that you've maybe experienced a little bit differently or you almost appear to be downloading knowledge from a slightly different sphere to others. And so I never wish others to put me on a pedestal either. But it's a really important conversation at the moment. This is a really important conversation that you can't heal without pain. And all too often people go into a space of fear because that's an easy place to be in. It's an easy place to react from. You can be angry, you can feel hard done by, you can feel disillusioned. It seems like a simple, empowering space to, to react from 
and to shout louder and to appear to have a voice. But it doesn't really heal. And it's, on, it's not until you felt pain. And usually in contrast to someone else and someone else's triggering, that you, you find these wounds inside and you pick each one out and you heal it. And yes, there is an aspect that the feminine needs to heal because her strength or her power is that she is a really nurturing, mothering figure. And by her flaring into that place, it does allow her to nurture those around her and to nurture the masculine, which in turn can help them to rise up and for them to be in equality. And so it's not about one person being ahead. It's about one person having had the strength to heal before the other and to then have the compassion to want the other person to meet them in the same place and to have the patience to do that as well. So I, I, get, I get quite hacked off at a lot of spiritual language. But it's funny, I wrote a piece this time last year and I, and I used an Alice Walker quote, the easiest way to give away your power is to not realise you have any. And what I have seen, which is a very unpopular conversation, is that it's the black people who have this right to flare and to blossom. And they have the power to then forgive the white people who have tormented them. But it's a very difficult process because they need to feel secure and feel safe. They need to heal their wounds. They can't always do that around white people, especially since the white person nearly always sees or thinks that they are the ones who have somehow got the right to forgive themselves for their actions and still somehow ahead. And they're still the ones leading the conversation. But in the same way as the feminine has the possibility to be really nurturing to the masculine, black people in particular have a reason to be very nurturing back to their oppressors. And then when we start to bring other people into the conversation, such as the indigenous peoples, whose land has been taken from them, destroyed, how they've died in disease, all the atrocities they've been committed against them, all the migrating people who have travelled to another land and automatically tried to put the land that they've travelled to on the pedestal as being a better place, a better race, a better education, better in every way. It's all of these elements that have the power to forgive, but they need to heal. And they need to feel safe to do that. And ultimately, the people who have been the supremacists are the ones who need to realise that they need to step back. And that's not about stepping back and putting someone else on a pedestal, because you're still putting someone in an imbalanced situation, which still doesn't equate to equality or balance or everybody being in their power and in their strength and in the best of themselves. And so I've seen a great deal of synergies between what I've been writing and what I have been navigating with people in my own soul tribe personally. 
And as I said to someone, it's, you know, I, I love Harry Potter references. And it's like the prophecy in Harry Potter, where Voldemort puts so much stock in that prophecy. But Harry just really needs to realize that the, that the prophecy never mattered, that only the love that his mother had for him is what counts. And that's what Voldemort never got. And in the same way here, it's not about who's been ahead or who's been beyond. It's about what you have had the courage to heal.